0: What's up everybody welcome back to mile higher podcast episode 168
1: and today yes we're talking about all things ufo uap whatever you want to call them uso usos exactly we're gonna be talking about unidentified flying objects that are flying around in our airspace mm-hmm. all over the world and specifically focusing on the pentagon's <laughs> ufo report that just happened to come out Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, actually on June 25th, is when the preliminary report was released, and we're going to be discussing that because I'm sure many of you have wondered what our thoughts are on it, mm-hmm. and you know what, or maybe you didn't even read it at all, and you're just waiting for us to tell you what what's in it. So we're going to go over all of that. We're also going to be talking about uh, Dr. Stephen Greer's new film, The Cosmic Hoax, a little bit mm-hmm. because he put out some interesting information in that. But we're really just going to be diving into the whole subject as a whole. I know we've covered it a number of times on the show, but today we're going to kind of cover some new stuff that I've uncovered, um, some new theories around, you know, what are these things flying around? It's just kind of crazy to think that, you know, there are so many sightings of these unidentified craft and yet, you know, a lot of people don't even seem to care.
0: I think it's just that it's so overwhelming to people and scary to a point that you almost want to just bury your head in the sand and not hear anything about it. But now that it is being talked about so much in the mainstream and there's articles coming out all the time and new information kind of slowly leaking a lot of it, things that we've been talking about on this show for years, but to the average person, it's like (laughs) really intimidating. And I think because there's so much information and a lot of it is false it's hard to know where to look or someone has heard like one stupid thing That's a good that is point. clearly That's not true point. and they've kind of ruled out the entire world.
1: Totally. Yeah. I think it really depends on who you're getting your information from and just the whole world of uFology in general is is very, very torn right now. I mean, there's a lot of people in the community that are, you know, fighting with each other and yeah everybody's got kind of a different explanation for things and everybody's got their own whistleblowers and but then their
0: whistleblowers say conflicting information so you know not all of them are telling the truth
1: right that's that's what's really hard about it is i think honestly i don't know if anybody really truly knows the truth about about the phenomenon but i think some people do have some nuggets of truth but then again i mean it's hard to say because there's no way you know for any of us to definitively say that this is exactly what these things are this is who's piloting them this is where they come from Mm
0: -hmm. this is how the government's handling it this is what it could look like what's the future going to be like there's so many different theories it's hard to navigate this entire world right now
1: it really is i mean for gosh almost a hundred years the governments have been completely denying the existence of ufos Mm -hmm. and being like oh what do you you're just seeing weather balloons flying around or
0: wasn't it like 2004 that they even admitted that you know yeah it was like area 51, area 51 was, was a thing was a thing yeah, yeah. that
1: they officially like declassified yeah well, Fifty One. for years they
0: just denied it denied it, it existed yeah
1: and then bob Lazar came out you know back in the 60s and you know he was the first one to kind of out mm-hmm. area 51 because you know he claimed to work there so yeah. it's interesting that all of a sudden you know we're seeing all of the media outlets starting to talk about it. And now we have to the stars and Tom DeLonge's company and all of the associates he has with that, you know, David Mellon to, uh, you know, some of these other individuals, Lou Elizondo, mm-hmm. who was like the person that ran the Pentagon's UFO program. So all of this information has sort of started to be leaked to the public. yeah. And so a lot of people are having differing opinions about, what direction is the government going to go with UFOs? Are they mm-hmm. actually going to end up declassifying a lot of this information? Are we going to know the truth about the phenomenon and what the government knows and what they've had potentially, you know, been working on for the past, you know, hundred years or so. And that's really the big question is like, yeah, are they going to tell us the truth or are they going to try to push us in one particular direction? Which is kind of where, you know, the cosmic hoax film, the Dr. Greer film really mm-hmm. kind of, sort of lays out for you which direction they could go.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot of it in Dr. Greer's film is things that we've already talked about that he's already talked about numerous times. Like if you've been following his work for a while or just staying up to date on UFO, you know, information and media, then it's nothing like shocking that you didn't already know. But it it kind of is a good spot, I think, for maybe people who are kind of dipping their toes in the water. Yeah. You know, it's a good yeah. starting place because it really goes over so much like especially the intro. It's just like he kind of catches you up on where he comes from really quickly and what all he has done and where things are moving and then it's focused very much on where things are going to go.
1: Right. Yeah, so we're going to dive into that in in more depth here in a little bit, but I want to start with the UFO report just in general cuz that's the, you know, the big thing we're all waiting for. And everybody online was, you know, tweeting this and that about it. That it was going to reveal that, you know, we have had contact with extraterrestrials or, you know, maybe we'll finally find out the truth about Mm -hmm. what they're doing in Area 51 or what happened with Roswell. And to everyone's disappointment, this report literally had very little information Mm -hmm. in in it and definitely nothing that was groundbreaking by any means. Literally nine pages. Mm -hmm. We waited for six months for (laughs) them to create this unclassified report to come out to the public but and it was really, nine
0: pages. What do we expect? It's true. Like, come on. We knew they weren't going to just lay it all <laughs> out there for no. us.
1: No, I mean, anybody that, thought they do that shit, no, they're going to, they're going to slowly drip it to mm-hmm. us. Yep. So in this report, I'm going to go over five takeaways okay. from it that are important to note. So again, this is the preliminary report. And part of, you know, what the Senate wanted when they asked for this was, They want an unclassified report for the public, and then there's a classified portion of it that's going to be only given to the politicians and Mm -hmm. the people in the government. And maybe eventually we'll see that report. There's actually a guy named John Greenwald. He runs the Black Vault website, which is based. He does like Freedom of Information Act requests, and he's trying to put in a request to get the rest of the information declassified so that we can see what's in that classified report. Cause obviously there's him, more information. Yeah. I mean, it'll, They only
0: care so much about the freedom of information act. They'll still say, fuck you at the end of the day. If you, they really don't want you to know something.
1: Yeah. Most likely they're going to deny that I would guess, but who knows? I mean, who really knows what's, what's going to come out. So mm-hmm. in the report that they did release, they said that of the 144 cases they listed in the report, only one incident was properly identified so out of the 144 cases of ufo activity only one incident was actually identified in that particular uap which again the government's using this term uap versus ufo Mm -hmm. the uap is kind of the new term for ufo now which is unidentified Unidentified aerial phenomenon right so ufo is kind of like i think they're they changed it because like of the you know amount of I don't know, stigma or around. I think, I think that's
0: probably it too. I mean, maybe they had a more important reason, but yeah, that would be my guess too is yeah. Cause of Hollywood and UFOs. Right. Yeah, if the government's using UFO thing. in their
1: reports, then it's kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, can you take it seriously or not?
0: Maybe. I mean, or there could be other reasons they changed it. You never know. You
1: never know. So they were able to identify definitively one of these cases, but the other 143 remaining cases were left unidentified. And the report suggested that they fall into one of five categories, either airborne clutter, airborne like a balloon. Clutter. Okay. It's so like a weather balloon, which weather balloons definitely could be mistaken for a UFO because they do go up to almost eighty thousand feet into the air. Yes. But they don't move like a
0: But they're saying this is something that is unidentified to them. So they weren't able to identify it as a Weather balloon.
1: Right. So they're just saying it falls into one of these. Ca- they've created categories and they're saying uh, huh. the 143 cases fall into one of these categories. Okay. So that's just one of the category. Then there's natural atmospheric phenomenon. So that would be like some type of, you know, I don't know, lightning or whatever. Some other type of weather phenomena. Okay. Um, US uh, USG or US and industry developmental program so some other type of government industry program Mm -hmm. foreign adversary systems or vehicles operated by foreign countries such as China and Russia Mm -hmm. and then the final category is other for things that simply just cannot be explained
0: so did they tell us how many are in each category Nope. <laughs> yeah, because they, they just <laughs> say that
1: they fall into one of them, so they didn't like break down which fell into which one. But
0: well, that's a softball way of putting it to people, so that people, right. someone who doesn't want to believe in aliens, can take that and be like, "See, it's mostly just balloons and stuff from the governments." Right? Because exactly. it may be only one of those, or the you know they don't know exactly how many. No, and so I don't. I don't even know if they went that
2: far
1: to even they probably weren't even able to investigate it to a point where they would be able Mm -hmm. to put it into one of the categories. Mm. Most of the times you, you know, the information you have is not enough to even determine whether or not it falls into a specific category or not. But what was also interesting is it kind of focused on some of the incidents that had been captured from the year 2004 uh, up until March, 2021. So they really, what's interesting to me is that in this report, there was no mention of historical UFO events in history, such as Roswell, that was not in there at all, Phoenix Lights, which was the UFOs that were seen over Arizona, Nevada, and the Mexican state of Sonora in March 1997, which was a huge event that tons and tons of people saw. But none of this was included in the report. They only looked at incidents since 2004, which conveniently in 2004 is when that first UFO clip, which we'll we'll show you guys those here in a, in a few, but that the Navy captured uh, the USS Nimitz uh, carrier group captured off the coast of California. And those were the clips that were declassified and released to the public as these are official UFO you know, events that we captured on on film.
0: But of course, the things that we have actual legitimate questions about that can't be answered, they're not going to put it. Phoenix lights are completely unexplained. Of course, we're not going to get jack shit on that. Of course, they're not give us going to give us anything on Roswell. I mean, of course, this is how they always release documents.
1: But they're com- they're just completely denying the fact that any any sort of UFO activity was ever observed or confirmed by the government. Even though one hundred and ten percent, they did have they have data on these events because where these places these you know these ufos were seen i mean there's air force bases there's radar and We don't
0: know if they're denying them or just not including them in this report because this right. it could be in the, classi- on. yeah, be in it, the classified. It one. it is yeah
1: and they're only giving us the most recent stuff that's been declassified already mm-hmm.
0: and there's probably stuff along those you know between 2004 and now that we don't know about that aren't being included is what i would bet
1: yeah that's that's Good point. I don't
0: think they're just being super transparent with us.
1: No, no, absolutely not. But what they did confirm is that out of these 144 cases, most of the UAPs were captured by multiple sensors, such as radars, weapon seekers, or automatic weapon launchers, and infrared sensors rather than just cameras, which wouldn't happen if they were a mirage. So these are 100% objects that were tracked by very advanced military systems and radar and infrared sensors. So we know that this wasn't just like they mm-hmm. were just seeing something because the yeah. mirage appeared over the ocean or something. And these are actual trackable UAPs that were that were seen and we got data on mm-hmm. that they just can't explain. So much to the disappointment of all of us, the report did not even include the words extraterrestrial at all. They didn't even put that in there because obviously mm-hmm. if they even – Remotely said, there's a possibility some of these objects could be from outer space. That's going to just incite, I don't know, panic or people to really want to look into it further. You know, people know that there's not, this is not everything that they have. This is just a very basic version of events, you know, since things were started being declassified, those UFO clips back in 2017. And so they're giving us very, very limited information. But what's interesting is that all of this is kind of setting setting the you know search for extraterrestrial life and just the research around ufos and uaps into motion because now nasa is actually going to get involved in the search for ufos and uaps and actually like tracking it which is to me is hilarious (laughs) because if you know anything about You know ufos and the history Mm -hmm. behind it you know that nasa's seen ufos for they recognize since the beginning of the
0: space program but they've always denied that yes so this is their kind of way of being like oh we're now going to start but of course they always have been
1: so the new nasa administrator bill nelson who was you know put into office by joe biden did an interview with cnn and he confirmed that the footage that the government released those ufo videos were not an optical illusion but he was very skeptical because obviously, you know, the media outlets love to be like, do you mm-hmm. think it's aliens or do <laughs> you think it's extraterrestrials? And they're yeah. like, they're never going to be like, yes. But he didn't deny the possibility that they could be extraterrestrial. He said, we they just don't know. And they always allude to the fact that this could be, you know, could even be an enemy or an adversary's technology that we just don't know about. But it's interesting that now NASA's on, on board with UFOs, mm-hmm. UIPs, and they're going to start tracking it and you know all of the ufo research is all starting to happen now yeah conveniently when we now have a space force and all these other things so hence this is why dr greer kind of you know puts out this cosmic hoax documentary to kind of play the devil's advocate on you know the side of well is that really what the government's wanting to do is just to explore this and try to figure out what this is and you know if it's a threat or not but before we get into that I want to look at some of these UFO clips again because okay. we now know a lot more about them since they came out nearly a couple years ago and because these pilots that were actually you know seeing these firsthand are actually coming out and being interviewed and talking about their experiences and it's really really interesting to to hear it from them firsthand being a pilot flying a, a fighter jet for one is just really cool and it's got to be a really Crazy experience in itself, but then yeah. to be out there and seeing things that you have no idea what they are
3: in the sky, in the sky, <laughs> right? So
1: or under the water, mm-hmm. and then going up into the mm-hmm. sky and having no idea what they are, or who's piloting them, mm-hmm. and your job is to defend the air, and yet you have these things flying around that no one seems to know what they are. So it's just, it's truly a mystery. So the first clip we're going to look at is called the Go Fast. UFO clip, and this was captured in January 2015 by an F-A-18 fighter jet off the east coast. Uh, I think it was off the east coast of Florida. This one and then the gimbal clip. So we'll play the go fast clip first.
2: What the fuck is that? Did <laughs> okay. uh, <Yeah>. you botch <laughs> moving target? No, I took an auto target. Ah, uh, okay. Oh my gosh, dude! Wow, look okay. at okay. that Look
0: <laughs> That thing is moving quick. Yeah, so
1: that thing is, and that's why they're freaking out, is because mm-hmm. they're like, look at that thing, and yeah. it's moving. I mean. Some of these things are moving at like thousands of miles per hour,
0: and they can go much faster than that. Like, it's yeah. surprising they yeah. were able to even keep up with them. them yeah, to, catch to even shot
1: lock, the, you know, lock on their IR camera yeah. onto it and and follow mm-hmm. it. So then here's the the gimbal footage. Dude,
2: this is fucking drone, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the NSA. Oh my gosh, they're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west.
0: I think that is one of the most unbelievable clips. And I know that if you've watched our show for a while, you've definitely seen them. I mean, even if you haven't, most people I mean, have seen that clip. it's been all over the news and everything yep. too. And it's crazy because you can see it so well. It's different than just a little light-up dot on the screen. I mean, you can see it moving. You can shape, see the yeah. structure of it. And it looks like a classic UFO. Like it looks if like a kid a were to draw shape, a UFO, yeah. it would be that. It looks like um, a disc in the way that it... With the two tops on either yeah. side. And then how it can completely go up and down. Yeah. And
1: So they're tracking this from an F-18 fighter jet, which these are some of the fastest you know, most advanced aircraft in the world. And this thing is flying 120 knots into the wind, not with the wind, into the wind. And at the same time, it's rotating. And if a human being were in a craft like that, chances are, I, I don't I don't know what that would do to you, but it probably wouldn't be very comfortable if even possible for a human to to be in that type of environment going that no, fast no, no. and also rotating our bodies in, a, in a craft like that. Our yeah. bodies
0: cannot do that. At least not yet. We haven't. As, far as we pilots know pilots to training like that
1: as far as we know
0: i mean it's pretty clear we don't have i mean unless they truly some government has that technology i mean i guess of course you can't 100% say that that's a alien piloted craft right
1: but. you don't know i mean it could be some type of drone i mean you heard them say like it's is that a fucking drone bro and and it could be some type of foreign adversary's drone or something like that or ai powered craft of some sort like
0: that it's just harder i mean that's always possible but it seems unlikely it's a lot easier to believe with the way that it's moving and everything that really that is something from out of this world
1: yeah i mean it's a lot of us or a lot of people in the military or you know high-ranking generals and things like that have always said that united states literally leads the world in its military technology and everything and well, of we, course they tell us that right but yeah right but so i know what you mean but you know what i mean like it's well known by many that you know we are we have the most advanced weapon systems in the entire world, as far as we know mm-hmm. and so we're these are military people who are privy to access a lot of those technologies, and right. they're blown away by mm-hmm. these things and just have no clue what they're looking at. They're like, yeah,
0: their reaction alone tells you a lot.
1: What's really interesting too is as we'll see with the next clip which is my favorite one which is the famous tic-tac ufo because it's shaped like a tic-tac right it's oblong shape but a little back oblong, oblong. I like that word <laughs> yeah but what's interesting about all these clips they're all captured by the navy and they're all seen over the ocean and hmm. it's really interesting that so many ufo sightings and ones that are captured i mean even looking at like dr greer's footage and a lot of his ufos and a lot of his ce5 activity he captures is also over the ocean
0: over the ocean going in the ocean going up from the ocean i mean i'm sure seems like there's a connection between
1: ufos or uaps in the ocean
0: let us know in the comments below if you personally believe that ufos could be going into the ocean that there could be alien life underneath the ocean
1: could be could be
0: it's a but real possibility
1: it is i mean it would make sense right yeah it's the best it makes to total hide. sense <laughs> yeah it, and we no,
0: barely go. we barely know what we're doing in the ocean we haven't We've, even explored no any
1: of it really <laughs> yeah we don't know what's down there we can't even really go down to the depths of the ocean because it's no. so deep
0: we don't have g- the greatest technology for exploring yeah. the ocean either we don't invest much into that and no
1: which is interesting
0: yeah yeah. That we don't. You know kind of so, interesting, so... Josh. <laughs> but it, so, is. it is. It, it is though. Because <laughs>
1: why isn't Jeff Bezos going to the bottom of the ocean? Why is he so? Why are they so worried about going out into space? When because he's the, a, a rich buck
0: who is worried that it's going to go to shit here, <laughs> yeah. and he wants to get the hell out right. before you think and that's like what be it part is. of the early. The yeah, ocean
4: seems like it. All the rich people no offense, are leaving, but the ocean's like not doing great at all. So I don't yeah. think they're like. They care enough to go in there when they leave. That's a leave. Good point. Yeah,
1: they're just like, screw it, the whole planet's fucked. Word. That's what it seems like. We got go to go establish our base somewhere else. Yeah, it's interesting that, on this topic on that an Jeffrey Bezos is meltdown. going to space, but actually, somebody's beating him to space. Richard Branson <laughs> uh, is actually going to be the first guy into space. That's better than Jeff. Yeah, which is hilarious. I mean, there's a bunch of memes clowning. Bill Jeffrey Gates Bezos. is also
4: planning to go. He just yeah. came out and was like, they're "I'll be going there." Elon's gonna
1: go. going to go. Going. Did you know Elon Musk sold all of his possessions, all of his houses and he lives in a $50,000 tiny home?
0: Really? And he and that's verified? 100%.
1: Oh yeah.
0: He lives I in a remember $50, that $50,000
1: tiny home next to the SpaceX facility. Where does facility. He
0: park all his Tesla's?
1: He do, he has one Tesla, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> or I don't know how many, t- but he lives in a he sold he's a billionaire. He's a basically the richest guy on the planet other than Bezos and He's parked his tiny home next to a SpaceX facility, sold all of his assets off.
0: So you can just focus on it.
1: Because he's trying to leave. God, Elon's God. trying to leave too. Everybody, all the rich are going to leave us here this on this is planet. giving
0: me a lot of existential dread right now.
1: Because it's like you guys have all this money, literally could save the planet with a percentage of their money. And yet they're like, screw the planet. Let's build a, a space shuttle that can get me the hell off of it. And. Live somewhere else.
0: Well, that worries me that they know things about the future or things that'll that could happen.
1: Could be. They could be. You know. Anyway, back to the the aliens. My anxiety is getting out of control. Yeah, I didn't mean to go into an existential (laughs) crisis right now. That (laughs) the planet is dying and we're being left here to die on it. But anyway,
0: (laughs) so the (laughs) podcast is so fun.
1: (laughs) There is hope, people. Don't worry. There is hope.
0: What is our hope? Well. Maybe we need to yes. make the child to save the world. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of our children will be the one that saves us all. You never know. But anyways, back to the Fleur Tic Tac UFO. So before we show the clip, I want to give you some background information on it. Because the the footage that they captured is really after a lot of the excitement happens. So the Tic Tac UFO was in November 2004. And a pilot by the name of David Fraver i think that's how you pronounce his name he was flying a fighter jet a super hornet with the nimitz carrier strike group when they were just out there normal day they do this all the time they go out it's like 60 miles off the coast of san diego or 100 miles off the coast and they do air defense training where basically it's like two versus two so there's two good guys versus two bad guys and they fly around in the air and they do training where they've practice having basically aerial combat with other adversaries and flying in these specific formations so they're out there doing this and then the aircraft carrier is like hey guys there's something out there don't know what it is go check it out like abandon your training it's time to go really check out this unknown unidentified object that's out there on radar so they fly towards this thing and they get right to the point where on radar it is supposed to be this object supposed to be right there and they're flying around they're like hey guys we don't see anything up here there's nothing out here and then that's when they look down into the ocean and they see this glowing white tic-tac shaped uso at that point under the water kind of dancing around the way he described it was like a ping pong ball bouncing off of the walls so this thing's just like erratically like moving around below him and they're just like and this thing's 40 feet. Holy shit. 40 feet long. Ov- kind of oval in shape. Literally a white tic-tac, glowing white tic-tac, flying around. And so they're like, what the hell is that? And so they start circling around, trying to get a better look at it. And David decides, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fly down low. Like these guys fly like just above yeah. the surface of the water. That's how like it. how good they are. And mm-hmm. so he goes down, and as he's going down, this thing. Shoots up, shoots all the the way up to their altitude, just like out of the water up into the air, and all of a sudden this thing is at their altitude, up high up in the air, and it's just hovering there. So they're starting, they're like, oh my god, and freaking out, and starting to circle around, radioing back to like, what is this thing? What is this thing?
0: Holy fuck!
1: And then as they try to get close enough to it, this thing just shoots off, gone in in an instant. They're like, it just vanished in plain sight, and then it pops up on radar again. In a minute, it went 60 miles.
0: <laughs> yep. And, th- and that that makes so much sense because a lot of the footage we see, they're moving so fucking fast. Right. Like that famous footage in the valley. I don't know if we're going to show that today, but that those dudes just caught on their oh, drone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that how thing. quickly it moved. I mean, we saw it Moves moved over miles in seconds.
1: So to, it, when, I, when you calculate that out, this tic-tac object was was flying at 3,700 miles per hour.
0: Holy shit.
1: Which like your biggest set, you know, airliners fly at 700 miles an hour. So we're talking 3,700 miles per hour is how fast. So
0: there's no fucking way. There's no way a human is is in that that. thing without
1: some type of technology that we don't know about. There's just no way. I it's mean, AI it's or it's
0: extraterrestrial 100%. There's just no fucking way.
1: It, it's it seems that it way defies
0: the laws of everything. we yeah. know.
1: Yeah. So what was crazy, though, is that they realize so they're they're like, it's gone. They fly back to what's called a cap point, which is where they kind of like meet back up. Mm-hmm. And when they fly back to this point, which was only known by the pilots and their crew on the ship. And guess what's fucking at their cap point? This object's back
0: are you fucking so kidding me? at that
1: point they're like holy shit this thing is totally intelligent it knew exactly where we were it was flying alongside us and it knew exactly where we were going to meet up and basically met us there without ev- wow. how how would it know that this thing is intelligent yeah, that's what they said they're like wouldn't. it knew we were there it was watching us it was literally moving with us and then it when it met us up at the cat point it just like freaked us all out. We're like oh my god
0: did it stay there did it just like hover for yeah it bit? just was
1: like hovering there and then like
0: Eventually it left.
1: It it took off, but then. Probably
0: to let them know.
1: Yeah. Well, then they flew back to the carrier. And then another pilot hopped in his hornet. He's like, I'm going to go chase that thing. I'm going to go <laughs> after it. So another pilot takes off. And this is where that footage comes from. Because okay. the David wasn't. They didn't have like their cameras rolling on it. Uh, so this other different. pilot flies out there and he captures the Tic Tac UFO on his FLIR camera. So here's that footage. Okay. So again, this is the Super Hornet's FLIR camera, and there it is, right there. It's just sitting up there in the sky, just hovering. But it also moves at three thousand seven hundred miles per hour.
0: Just like observing them.
1: Yeah, just chilling. Things forty feet long.
4: Damn. Yeah, it looks so tiny. I
1: know it looks tiny in this camera, but it's it's actually huge.
4: You can tell it's like flying.
1: And then it's and then it notices that there's a you know, plane coming at him and it starts to, to move around. Yeah, yeah. It's like moving out. See how it's moving though? It's just like stops. It can yeah. like move, stop, move, it's
0: Like no, no, nothing we've ever seen. Yeah.
1: There's no, so they said there's no propulsion system. There was no smoke coming from it. There's no sign of any sort of
2: mm-hmm.
1: technology that we would know about at all.
0: Yeah. Cause it's out of this world. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, see then yeah. it's just gone like that yep. it's like so fast
1: i mean it looks kind of slow on that but like
0: there's no like startup time it's just the, like it moves as as that's soon a fire as plane flying
1: it, yeah. at hundreds of miles per hour and this thing's just
0: Phew! gone gone Ha!
1: that's the tic tac
0: we really are like a bunch of barbarians to them barbarians <laughs> barbarians I barbarians, <laughs> barbarians? Oh my God. i know
1: absolutely crazy though i love that footage <laughs> yeah but i have some other cool clips too that Uh, We haven't shown on the show before, but before we show those, we're going to take a quick ad break and we'll be right back.
0: All right. Time for more clips.
1: Yes. Time for more clips. The next clip is of a UFO swarming a Navy warship. And this clip was actually uh, sort of leaked by Jeremy Corbell. He is a documentary filmmaker who's now had a bunch of like military officials and things like that Mm -hmm. starting to leak UFO footage to him that he's now leaking. And this clip is actually
2: pretty cool. For two long hours on the night of July 15, 2019, the crew of the USS Omaha detected on multiple sensor systems unknown objects that surrounded the ship as it moved through ocean waters west of San Diego. One of the objects, a self-illuminated sphere at least six feet in diameter, flew alongside the Omaha for an extended period and was observed through a thermal sensor in the ship's combat center. Filmmaker Jeremy Corbell released the Navy video weeks ago and says similar events were reported by eight other Navy ships in the same area over three days.
3: Mark varying range. There was numerous warships that are having similar um, co- appearing it appears to be coordinated interaction, and uh, and and this and this whole series was within this kind of, I'd say, circumference of a hundred miles, and and there was up to fifty to a hundred contacts.
1: So basically, orbs. Mm-hmm swarming navy warships which similar area too
0: that's just the most common ufo people seem to see is orbs Mm -hmm. unexplained orbs
1: interesting that they're swarming the warships why to me it's like either something spying you know some type of adversary which is kind of what the government's leading on that these could be some type of you know technology that one of our adversaries has that's watching our warships and watching our Mm -hmm. our navy and things like that or this is something else entirely that is just unexplained i mean the fact that it goes drops down into the water pops out of the water
0: well i think with how many ufo sightings there's been around any type of testing sites for nuclear you know any type of weapon free there's been actually interference in some reports i think it's pretty clear that they're worried about us blowing ourselves up so i think they like to keep tabs on what we're doing when it comes to the military yeah
1: yeah it's definitely definitely one idea for sure
0: but that's just my own theory right yeah what do you know it helps me kind of sleep at night though because i'm like they're They're watching out for us us, they're like guardian angels maybe (laughs) Maybe. i don't know about that (laughs) Maybe. no i'm just kidding i'm not in that i'm not that like, like delusional but i think there might be some species of aliens out there that you know do are concerned about the future of humanity and want to help us but again what the fuck do i know? do you think so, that
4: those aliens though see when you say the word humanity like are we included in their humanity or like their their own like it, s- they have their own humanity and we're just like out foreign figures
0: in my own personal beliefs i believe they are intelligent enough to understand energy and how it flows throughout the entire universe and that all creatures that are good deserve <laughs> hmm.
1: that's a very what interesting does good mean though i think the i think kind of
0: right that's true right maybe is, we are bad maybe good? we are shit that's what but I'm I saying. think like I think the majority of humanity is has good hearts and good intentions and wants to see good. And I think they know and th- I don't think they take life for granted as much, mm. possibly, that they would want. I don't think all species out there just are like, oh, we're better. I think there's evolved species that see other other ones of us, I guess we're aliens too, mm-hmm. as worthy of being alive and I don't know. I guess I just fucking hope so. Hopefully, they don't just <laughs> obliterate us. Well, maybe that's just like what I yeah. tell myself. Obliterate us.
4: <laughs> what if we don't matter? What <laughs> did I say?
0: Obliterate. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what I say half the time. Dyslexia is a wild thing. <laughs>
4: yes, I hope they don't obliterate us. <laughs> well, and may- I, but
0: I do think I'm not like in denial. I feel like there's probably if there are good species out there, there's also got to be evil ones. That well, that's like want to I us. think
4: is like if there's good, there has to be bad because that's how life works that's there how has the universe
0: balance i totally agree Yin with that and Yang,
1: i think is very rare. but i
0: think yeah. if we didn't also have the good part of things if there weren't good mm-hmm. species that the bad ones would have already like taken over our by now i think there's like interplanetary conflict over our well i was Earth. my
4: guess is that like maybe we have so many issues just on our planet with fighting and not getting along so i would imagine that even if they're more advanced, I would assume there's still some type of conflict that they experience maybe within their own kind. Yes. Oh, of course. And like maybe part of them is like, you know, some of the aliens are like, oh, we really want to help move humanity forward and like help others while others, you know, the other side could be like, no, we're trying to like just Mm -hmm. stay powerful and like fuck these like humans or whatever. Like they they consider us to, yeah. enslave them one day. Yeah, maybe
1: that's what i think i don't i don't think we're significant at all i don't think they care about us at all i, know, I think I was it's gonna about
0: say, maybe i was a bit of a narcissistic statement i think it's about like, the they all care about america No, i think it's about
4: the world but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think it's more about humanity the, the
1: planet and yeah. i think depending on your your version of events and what you know if there are intelligent beings piloting these craft that perhaps they're more concerned about the planet and making sure that we don't absolutely decimate it into you know another mars Uh, it's
0: true there could be a long well there is a long history to the earth and yeah there could be at one time where it was inhabited by aliens maybe they just want to protect the earth
1: right and and yeah there's some more theories kind of going down that that path of thinking yeah that i want to present to. But okay. let's, I want to watch this other UFO clip because this is okay. a, a new one that, the that I found. So the next clip comes out of Puerto Rico, actually, the airport there in Aguadilla. Um, and this was captured by a pilot working for the Department of Homeland Security uh, when he captured this uh, UAP. So yeah, this pilot is tracking this UFO that you see flying through the air very quickly. See how fast it's moving? It's having difficulty tracking it.
4: When was this taken?
1: This was in 2013, April 2013. Why
4: don't we have better footage, like cameras? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: look how quick it's moving. Oh
4: my God. (laughs) Holy hell. It looks like a balloon was like let go. Like it's flying. It's moving
1: too quick, though, for
4: a balloon to be. No, I'm not saying it is a balloon, just the way it's like gliding. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like something we make.
0: It looks like sped up footage. Wow. Because it's like. It's covering so much leaning back and forth. It's just like it's gliding too easily Mm -hmm. be something that's. Yeah, it looks kind of of haphazard like it's moving all around. Right. Right. Almost looks like if it was a plane that it would crash moving around that, you know. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. Watch what this thing does, though. It's pretty cool. So it's just flying through there. This is by the airport, too. Mind you. This thing's just flying around the airport. Mm. I think. Yeah. Coming up here, kind of slows down a little bit. I think that's like the airport right there. Yeah, flying across. So your your thoughts are like maybe okay, maybe some type of drone. Somebody's just flying a drone or something like that. But it looks bigger than a drone would be to it's be way captured a drone. on that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Damn, oh, it almost like disappeared for a second.
1: So they said that this thing was traveling about 120 miles per hour in the air. Which is not super fast, but definitely fast. It's
4: going through clouds. I'm assuming that's what all those are.
1: And then that is water.
0: I think those are trees, actually.
1: Oh. No, this is like waves in the well, ocean. Well, that is, but Yeah, there was trees. So watch right this thing. Boop. Under the water. Traveling 90 miles an hour.
0: <laughs> Holy Nobody's shit. Nobody's drone does
1: that.
4: What the fuck? Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? That's insane.
1: And again, they they researched this, and there is absolutely no no explanation for it's not it. Not
0: making any like it's gone now. Wait, like splash?
1: No, that's what's crazy. It it's, probably
0: can sense that it was being tracked too. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then it splits into two.
0: What the fuck?
1: Now there's two of them.
0: <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable footage.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was in 2013 that they saw this
0: (sighs) whoa wow
1: yeah gone thing splits in the two
0: that's unbelievable
1: and this was witnessed by you know the, the actual tower at the airport a bunch of people saw this and this was recorded on a thermal imaging system but they have no idea where it came from what it is or where it went
4: i wish it was also recorded on like regular film or like video I well, I think it would. Be, I think it'd be
1: very hard to do that. That's why they use these highly advanced cameras, and they because it's moving so quickly that mm-hmm. it's hard to like track it on just like mm-hmm. somebody's camcorder. You know?
0: Yeah, I can't like whip out like, your iPhone, get your, Go- like no, your GoPro. No, I'm not saying to- like
4: that, but like if you were in the airport, or like could you call, if you were in the plane, could you call down to the airport and be like, guys, there's something flying around the airport. I don't know. I just feel like it sucks that we never have like
0: actual good quality well there is that's the thing there is there is but to see it we don't have it that's (laughs) that's the thing of course they're going to keep the best stuff hidden where you can see the most
1: exactly Mm -hmm. where there is high definition footage of a lot of these things it's just not been declassified yet so switching gears to lou elizondo lou elizondo's kind of become i guess the 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 ufo guy for the government i mean he's been making the rounds in all the public networks but He did this interview with a very small creator on YouTube uh, where he was talking about he was being asked some questions that viewers had in regards to UFOs, UFO pictures and evidence, which will actually, you know, he'll explain that very question you guys just had of why isn't there better footage. So let's watch some of these clips. It's really interesting. So here's him talking about UFO characteristics.
3: First, I'm going to get to a question that I had, which is, is there a correlation between any of the Characteristics of these UAPs, UFOs, and some other characteristic. For example, let's say that the tic-tac shaped ones are more violent, or the pyramidal shaped ones are faster. Is there a classification of them, and do they have some other characteristic associated with them?
2: So the 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 characterizations that we have we have seen to date really is a result uh, of, of size, believe it or not. So, and this is by by no means comprehensive but what we tend to see are the the smaller vehicles tend to be uh think of a sports car are your are your uh saucer shaped vehicles whereas the larger vehicles let's say a school bus size uh, is that of a of a cylindrical object or roughly that of a tic tac or even sometimes described as a telephone pole and then uh, in shape so cylindrical and then the, the the tend to be the large ones, really large ones, tend to be uh, not always, but almost exclusively either triangular shape or boomerang shape. Now, there are some 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 anecdotal, uh, if you will, reports of of large saucers as well, and some shapes looking like a dumbbell. But the three primary categories tend to be uh, that we saw me to were disc shape, and then you have uh, the longer cylindrical shape, and then finally a large large triangular shape vehicle um, the triangle vehicles are often described as flying uh very uh close to the ground so that was just
1: like a good explanation of the fact that there's so many different types of shapes and the characteristics associated with the shapes are different in how they fly where they fly how fast they go so i thought that was really interesting but here's here's lou commenting on ufo pictures and evidence
3: are there videos pictures that you've seen that are not so grainy, not so far away, but instead up close, exact. Let's say such that someone who is on the fence about this issue would no longer be on the fence. Yeah, and I
2: think you're seeing that with Congress. I mean, there's 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 videos and, and photographs and reporting that I've been privy to that are extremely compelling. I've said for the record that the three videos that have come out, is, as interesting as they are, they're probably the least compelling of the ones that that you know we we, we had. And and this is why I'm so concerned about now the recent revelations that. The pentagon has deleted or destroyed my emails and my 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 files because there were documents on in a, a very comprehensive shared folder that we had that was was that was you know pretty incredible i mean there was some 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 very high high definition high fidelity videos in there that when you looked at it you realized, hey you know that's that's not one of our aircraft
1: so again lou was the one who led the pentagon's ufo research program aatip for years and he's saying that those clips that we just showed you the gimbal the go fast and the flur ufo clips are actually like some of the worst that they've just yeah. put out to the public because they're they're slow rolling it but they're he,
0: giving us the bullshit first of course <laughs>
1: but the fa- he's literally said i've seen shit that is like mm-hmm. would completely just force you to change your mind about ufos and what they are
0: oh i completely believe it if we're just getting stuff now like slowly they leak stuff years and years after they get it too
1: Mm -hmm. but he also said that they deleted his emails and deleted like his share Mm -hmm. folder that had a lot of this evidence in it and he actually seemed kind of pissed about that and i was like wow
0: yeah i would be too of course
1: he did because now he's like kind of out he's kind of like a whistleblower now in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways like he's kind Mm -hmm. of like telling his he's doing interviews with anybody and he's telling this information. And so now the government's kind of like distancing themselves from him, even though he was a part of it for a long time.
0: Cause they want to control the narrative. They don't yes. want any old person yeah. releasing it.
1: So this last clip of Lou, I thought was really interesting because he basically gets asked based on what you know, and you've seen, you know, about extraterrestrial beings and UFOs and stuff. Do you think, you know, how do you think it'll affect humanity when we know the truth? Oh yeah,
3: I've Watch seen that. this clip. <laughs> the Lonesome Space Cowboy, remember that last question that you couldn't get to, which was if the general public knew or saw what you saw, how would they what would the next week look like? How would the public react?
2: Somber. I think there would be this big exhale for about a day. And then this, uh, turning inward and trying to reflect on what this means to us and our species and ourselves. Uh, I think, uh, somber. sorry, oh, like
3: a sigh of relief,
2: somber, meaning serious, not, not like Hollywood portrays people partying in the streets and, and, and silliness like that. Um, I think you would have uh, some people perhaps turning to religion, more so. Uh, You might have some people turning away from religion. Um, I think you're going to have, at that point, the the philosophical and theological uh, questions will be raised, and and people will have some serious soul-searching to do, no pun intended. And I don't think that's bad, by the way. I think uh, a lot of folks that have spent their times in this community being charlatans will have been exposed and uh, they will be probably unemployed and probably have to change their names because, you know, (laughs) the rest of society will look at them in an unfavorable light. Um, I think um, there are some unsung heroes that will probably come to light and uh, the world will appreciate their contributions to this topic.
3: I think the scientific and
2: academic communities... No, I can't give those names. I know what some, I was going to
3: say is names that have been announced before. When you say the unsung heroes or new yeah, names, names have been announced before.
2: Okay, uh, I think the scientific and academic community is going to have to take a real hard look at itself uh, and and uh, see why it repeated the same mistakes it did when Galileo first proposed that the Earth was not the center of the solar system. Hubris is 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 a big part of that. And then I think you know maybe we start the international conversation. Say okay, we realize that this there's there's some things out there that are probably well beyond our, our petty discrepancies we have with each other. Um, maybe we really need to start working together on this. Realize that we are really a global family. It uh, doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your religion is, or your culture, or your color, or anything else. Uh, we are we are all uh, we are all brothers and sisters on this tiny little rock called Earth. You know this pale blue dot that's hurtling through, through space.
3: We um, may unify us.
2: Well, I, I would certainly hope so. Uh,
1: so that's like pretty profound stuff coming yeah. from him, considering what he knows. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he basically said it without saying it that there is something else. There is some other intelligence, intelligent presence out there, whether it's from another world, another place in space or something, another dimension. I mean, there's lots of, lots of theories, but.
0: Do you agree with how he said people would react?
1: Yeah, honestly, I I think that it's going to kind of flip everybody upside down for a while and they're going to have to really, I mean, if we do confirm that there is intelligent life elsewhere in the universe and they're here, they're visiting us or there's some other aspect you know something else multi-dimensional that's mm-hmm. happening and you know it, it is gonna kind of flip a lot of people's theological ideas and yeah i definitely religious agree points with
0: that of view. i think it was interesting he said some some people will go to religion some will back away from it that's probably true Pretty i accurate. think i mean he definitely makes you feel less anxious about the idea personally i think with the way people are that maybe the majority will act the way he described, but I think there'll be a large chunk of people that just freak out. And I think there will yeah, be looting. It's going to be serious. It's there will be... be people freaking out, panicking, yeah. which is that crazy shit.
1: That's why I think he said people will turn towards religion because mm-hmm. the, he said somber too. And, and, and that indicates that maybe whatever this thing is, isn't necessarily all good either. Mm-hmm. And if, we find out the truth about it, then it might freak people out to the point where they're so fearful of what could happen next that they're, you know, they're like, I need to believe in some type of higher power to continue living.
0: Well, I guess it's all about how it goes down because if they just land one day or there's some type of fake alien invasion, then people are going to freak the fuck out and it won't be, as much philosophical, I think, as it'll be about survival and, you know. Yeah. And people just yeah. questioning everything. I think, especially for people who haven't let their minds wander much, it's going to be totally shocking.
1: Yeah, it's going to completely rip your world apart and yeah. all your beliefs <laughs> yeah, about everything. You know, especially if you believe, you know, a lot of the religious texts out there and their version of events of history mm-hmm. and everything. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to just change everything all at once which will be overwhelming for a lot of people i think
0: so let's let's get into talking about dr greer and his newest documentary which came out um recently and what's cool about this one is it's actually free it's on youtube and he um took uh, he gave a creative commons license for it so we can actually upload it to our channel if that's something you guys would be interested in but you can also just hop over to his channel and watch it there um pretty interesting stuff though
1: yeah and it's interesting that he he released it I mean pretty much right after this UFO report came out from the government um, and it's really like a rebuttal to everything that the government is saying because I mean as you as we just saw with Lou I mean a lot of people in the government are alluding to the fact that whatever the whatever this presence is, is not necessarily a good one and perhaps could be a threat to humans here on earth. And therefore we need to be ready to, to counter any sort of attack coming from whatever this thing is. We don't know. We haven't been able to identify what it is yet. Hence the space force being created. And so, I mean, Dr. Greer, we've talked about him a lot, but his sort of overall overarching message has always been that, there you know there is an et presence here they've been visiting us for a very long time but that all of the ets that are here and who have been observing us over history are peaceful and they're not here to mm-hmm. to incite violence or panic or do anything malicious that in fact they're here to help us transcend and you know go you know get ourselves to the next level of Consciousness and evolution and and really move into a better world where This technology is sort of unleashed to the public and people have access to it and
0: we can raise our consciousness and
1: Create a better world. Uh, yeah, and so
0: dr. Greer always kind of makes you like gives you like that sense of hope versus other People out there are a lot more gloom and doom about it But he's gotten a lot of shit for that, you know being like, how do you really know? everything is good at the end of the day Um, And he talks a lot about in this new one, just about things that aren't true within the UFO community that are being spread. I wanted to bring up the ones that he specifically went over. These are the things that are falses to Dr. Greer falsehoods, I should say falses. (laughs) The first one that he brings up is ETs are demons. Do you, have you heard much about that?
1: Yeah. Well, to give you some backstory on that, in order to understand that statement, you have to go back and look at Tom DeLong mm-hmm. because this is kind of where this information comes from, is Tom DeLong and his group yeah. of people. And we
0: have plenty of other web, you know, websites, podcasts on that topic as well, and just how different they are in the community. Well,
1: on that note, this is really interesting. Let me just read this statement from Tom DeLong because I, it's really interesting to hear this point of view uh on the other side before you go into all of Dr. Greer's points. So Tom DeLong, he did an interview back in 2016 with uh, reporter George Knapp. And Tom DeLong, he created To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science or whatever. And he's got all of these ex uh, Lockheed Martin Skunkworks engineers. He's got Department of Defense officials. He's got basically got all of the Pentagon, all of the defense agencies and intelligence agencies officials working for him. So in this interview, Tom DeLong's quoted as saying that these a lot of these people that he's had secret meetings with have told him really interesting information. The exact term that's used by his government's contacts for what we're saying aliens is the others. They call them the others. And the way that it was explained to Tom is that they are gods with a little G with a little G, little G.
0: What is that? Oh, I, gods I, with a, oh, I get it.
1: Gods <laughs> with a little G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then he went on to say that the entire UFO phenomenon is about multiple gods that fight amongst themselves and by design factionalize mankind into different religions to step back and let us fight each other because it has other things it wants to accomplish. And we don't notice them, the others, because we're too involved in fighting each other. Our government knows that and it knows that the others are instigating wars among mankind.
0: That's an interesting thought,
1: right? And then he goes on to say that if you look at the stories of gods coming down to earth and performing various feats, it's all true. Mm -hmm. The others by design or maybe by accident happened to crash very advanced pieces of technology in the country's borders so they can make better weapons to fight bigger wars. Almost like they planted it there for us to find and for us to back engineer in order to use against each other. Damn. And we're not the only ones that have had a crash.
0: So Dr. Greer would disagree with this.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He absolutely disagrees with this because this insinuates that the others or the aliens are, in fact, trying to instigate kind violence of demonic. and demonic. Right. Hmm. Exactly to his point. What do you think? I, I personally just can't wrap my head around the fact that every other life form in this universe is going to be a positive life life yeah, form it's that's going to be peaceful uh-huh. that's not going to want to it
0: seems kind of juvenile to, to think that way i mean
1: in in a perfect wo- in a perfect world maybe that exists but we all know that that's just not it's not possible uh-huh. it doesn't exist i mean we know that there is th- the circle of life includes death in it and the uh-huh. universe itself is in this cycle of life and death
0: And a balance of good and evil.
1: There's negative, There, you know, there's positive and negative for a reason, all the Mm -hmm. way down to the atomic level. So to me, it seems that no matter where you are in the universe, there's always going to be light, there's Mm -hmm. always going to be darkness, there's always going to be positive entities, and there's going to be negative entities. So that's my biggest disagreement with Dr. Greer's way Mm -hmm. of thinking is that every single other being out there is going to have our best interests in mind.
0: Yeah, that does seem... But from his
1: experience, because he's claimed to actually communicate with some of these Mm -hmm. beings, he knows the real message and the real message is that they're here.
0: It's like he doesn't know if he's communicating with every type of being out out there, you know? Yeah. Um, So if he even is. Right. So his other one, his other falsehood that he brings up is that it's all interdimensional, not extraterrestrial. He agrees that that's a falsehood. Which...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could argue that it, we don't we just don't know. We don't know if they're interdimensional or well, extraterrestrial. Well, he's saying he knows. Right. And that's the thing. It's and that's why people don't. That's why people are very yeah, you skeptical. Know, skeptical. And I him. get
0: it. I mean, it's hard to really believe anyone who claims to know all the answers. Right. 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 Um, the next one is we don't have man-made UFOs, which I think most people would agree with that one. we obviously do have some man-made right whether or not they yeah well according to tom
1: they literally crashed them here for us to find and for us to back engineer them and i mean if you know anything about ufo history you know about roswell it all goes back to roswell at least here in the u.s Mm -hmm. and then bob lazar the fact that he said i was working on flying saucers i think it's pretty obvious that some of the craft that we're seeing could potentially be man-made craft
0: the last one is aliens are abducting people. And I want to know what you think about that one, Josh, because I know that you believe aliens have been abducting people possibly not, not that you believe in every UFO story, but you believe in the possibility. Yeah.
1: I, th- and that's another one where I, I tend to, to disagree to some extent because a, there's been many, many people that have experienced some type of abduct- alien abduction uh, at some point, And either just don't remember it or they remember it through hypnotherapy is usually how you retrieve those types of of memories.
0: But they often, I mean, obviously they don't really have evidence. So there's no way to prove. And I don't think he can really
1: prove that it's not aliens either. I think he's just going based on. Didn't he think
0: he was abducted?
1: Not abducted, but he was basically touched by a being when he was very young. Uh, that sounds familiar, when he met with yeah. one yeah exactly right. so it's like I
0: thought he, he said he was i could have sworn he talked about i don't about think he was abducted. ever like
1: abducted into a ship or anything like that
0: okay yeah i guess if that's one of his but i believe things of, he believes is fake some then.
1: type of craft or being uh materialized and and he had an interaction with it but
0: oh just kidding yeah. there's one last one aliens are a threat therefore we need to build weapons in space he thinks that is false see and What do you think about that? Do we need to build weapons in space? Do you think the Space Force is a good idea? It seems a little crazy to everyone right now, but in 20 years, are we going to definitely need something like that?
1: (laughs) I I think that's that's where it comes back to whether or not you believe that we can achieve this sort of universal peace here on Earth and this nirvana, this highly advanced society where everybody gets along and everybody is you know one family one species and we're all living in this global global planet together i think is is a lofty is a lofty goal in Mm -hmm. the long run because i just don't know if that i don't know if we can evolve to a point where that would ever be even possible you know like i think the amount of evolution that has to happen to get to that point is so far into the future i mean talk about the Kardashev scale it's like you know, a ways up there that I don't know if that's realistically achievable.
0: Mm.
1: But I think, I think it's kind of a good idea. I think why, you know, like think about other intelligent, you know, if the universe is so vast and it has all this life out there, chances are there's ships flying around in space. Yeah. There's craft maneuvering. But aren't
0: they going to be a million times better than us and whatever we have to possibly bring up there?
1: Right. I I think, and that's where I'm like, I think, this idea that it's an alien threat is not necessarily what what the government is saying i think they're more moving towards the idea that our adversaries china russia have are going to have weapons in space therefore you know it comes back it comes back to the space race it comes back to the nuclear arms race it's always been a race between nations to build to have yeah. the, the technology and have the weapons. Yeah, so this so is just true. the next step in the arms race. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's any way we can get around that. I think no, if, it's we, like going to if we don't do that, yeah. that could mean... I mean, what happens if an adversary builds a space weapon and we don't? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're able to aim it at us and they say we could obliterate the entire well, United States. Well, they still
0: will because their shit's going to be thousands of years more advanced than Well, I'm not ours. talking about
1: aliens. I'm talking about... Oh, uh, I'm talking about another country here on Earth. Humans.
0: Well, see, that's where I'm, I get real dicey about that is. I don't know if we should be.
1: I don't think it's aliens. Is that, it going to
0: happen? Probably. But
1: I don't think there's necessarily going to be an alien threat. And his idea is that based on history, the the governments are back engineering, engineering this technology and that they're going to make it look like there's some extraterrestrial threat that's going to attack us. Mm. And therefore, that's why we need to build the space force. That's why we need to build weapons into space, order, in order to pr- prevent an alien attack. Which, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. But according to him, the aliens are not here to hurt us. They're here to make peace with us and help us evolve. So Maybe it's all—it's a false flag. You know, it's this false narrative, the cosmic hoax, <laughs> that the government's going to try to play on us, just like some of the other false flag events in history, and. You know that's their excuse to get the military industrial complex armed back up and back to work so well, how do
0: you control how many people are on this planet now seven billion eight, we almost, almost eight, eight billion yeah you know how do you control people without fear we have to be right. all universally afraid of one thing right. and was that one thing going to be an invasion so right. that whole theory and what dr greer presents sounds very plausible
1: it's very conspiratorial though if you think about it because it does, it, it you're is. looking at right Cause like there's he plays this clip in the film of ronald reagan where he's like mm-hmm. he's at the un and he's talking and he's saying you know is it going to take some you know foreign you know a threat from outer space to bring the world together and I think so, maybe
0: it would, and other people have said that too. Other politicians that have been interviewed in the past that that would be the one thing that brings us all together. Almost like they know that that will be the one thing that brings us all together.
3: Right,
1: and I think it kind of like without saying it, I think he's kind of alluding to the whole like new world order conspiracy where mm-hmm. they're trying to create like a global government over the entire planet to completely control every single human being on the planet. Well, and this is how the they're going to do it.
0: Scale. That's like what you right, have to do that, to get to the step one. That's my thing is like, I'm like,
1: because it all depends on how evil you think the government is and whatever, you know, it's, it's Which I really, there's a
0: lot of evil. There's plenty to be right. worried about.
1: There's plenty to be worried about, but so. it's also like in order for us to advance as a, as a civilization, we need to advance. But he's saying we need to do it not with weapons and arms, but do it with peaceful, uh, self-reflection and consciousness. But raising. Is the
0: government going to do that? Mm, probably not. But anyway, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we will be right. We got back a couple more to, theories. Yep. Yeah, go through a few more theories.
1: Now that we've talked quite a bit about the idea of UFOs being some type of extraterrestrial being, you know, piloting them, or, or you know, even humans or man-made UFOs piloted by you know some other country out there that we just don't know about, let's look at some other theories that are out there that I think are very interesting. And this first theory that I found comes from Mac Tawnees, who's no longer with us, Um, but he came up with this idea that we are sharing the planet with a species that's as possibly as far in advance of us as we are of chimpanzees in certain areas of development. And he calls these beings crypto-terrestrials. So basically, he puts forth this theory that these crypto-terrestrials are a long lost species, potentially human. They could potentially look like us. They might have some differences from us, but they are you know, more advanced than us in a lot of ways, but also they don't have like a global infrastructure like we have. But what they do is they utilize imagery that's often associated with extraterrestrials or aliens from other planets in order to disguise or mask their existence here on Earth and to kind of throw us off the scent. And their whole civilization is cultivated by this amazing sense of stealth. They thrive on secrecy. And it's possible that they're probably flesh and blood. And a lot of them could even pass for humans. And they've just been here far longer than we have. And so that's why they're more advanced than than us in their technology and just the way that they sort of behave here on the earth. And they're nomadic, so they're not really like, you know, they're constantly moving around. They're not really like organized, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The species is very like, you know, they kind of wander, you know, different parts of the planet and, you know, where they where they actually live, we, we don't know for sure. I mean, they could live, you know, there's a the whole idea that there's a civilization inside of the earth, uh, the hollow earth theory and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whole civilization that exists there, potentially could there be another species of ancient humans that resides within the planet or even among us for all we know
0: disproved
1: no it can't be disproved what's interesting is that we might share a common ancestor with these crypto terrestrials because this is actually true so today's humans carry the genes of an ancient unknown ancestor left there by hominin species intermingling perhaps a million years ago and this ancestor may have been homo erectus but no one knows for sure so there's this, we haven't fully like sequenced the entire human genome hmm. and because there's just so much, I mean, there's so much DNA beyond that we, complicated, but we know that there's a missing piece mm-hmm. that we don't know where it comes from.
0: It can't be explained from anything right. else. Can't be from human.
1: It could, well, it's some type of human species. We just don't know which one it is. You know, it could have been a very primitive one, but it could mm-hmm. have been one associated with the crypto terrestrials so that's kind of where the link kind of meets up with science is that there is this um around one percent of denisovan dna is of unknown origin and some 15 percent of these mysterious super archaic regions of dna found in the denisovan genome are still in circulation in humans today but what eventually happened to this missing species remains to be seen Mm -hmm. so could this missing species be the cts
0: missing part of us
1: i mean that would it would kind of make a lot of sense that there would be another i mean we don't know we don't know the history of of our earth really
0: it kind of brings you back to arch negative blood
1: exactly what's that about we were Mm -hmm. you know maybe it goes back to this other race or species of humans totally the crypto terrestrials so now let's switch to another hypothesis Mm -hmm. known as the interdimensional hypothesis which is a very popular idea out there and you you had brought it up that dr greer is like it's not all mm-hmm. interdimensional but you know there are a lot of ufologists that believe that the connection between the paranormal and ufos is direct there is a direct connection between what we associate paranormal activity poltergeist spirits ghosts with interdimensional beings the two Are connected and therefore you know we know that there's other realities there's other dimensions you know tons of scientists have looked at this and Mm -hmm. we've we've discovered that there are absolutely multiple dimensions to our reality
0: so it's like I mean part of the reason he gets so much criticism he makes these bold claims as if he knows everything right
1: right and how could he know Mm -hmm. everything
0: and I still really enjoy listening to what he has to say and I've learned a lot from him over the years there's definitely some things that i question for sure he's very uh just stuck behind his own interpretation of everything
1: exactly well i think he's created his own ml like he's got Mm -hmm. his own sort of brand of ufology and his own story of what what he believes the truth is but to me the interdimensional hypothesis makes a lot of sense versus the idea that these are all beings from other planets that have traveled light, you know, across the universe to come visit us here on earth. To me, that seems the more I've researched things, the more I've gone away from the idea that UFOs are aliens from other planets and other star systems here visiting us. And I've gone towards the idea that these are multi, you know, interdimensional mm-hmm. and are, they could even be interdimensional beings. I mean, I really believe in the paranormal. I really believe that there is, you know, there is a lot of activity happening all around us. It's just in another dimension that we can't, we can't see.
0: Sense, yeah. We don't
1: have that sense mm-hmm. to see it or tap into it really, unless you are sometimes you have those or,
0: experiences, paranormal experiences, where you get like a little, it kind of crosses sense, over. A
1: yeah, bit. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are full on mediums and
0: mm-hmm.
1: clairvoyance that tap into this other dimension, you know, depending on your, your faith, you might call it the spiritual realm. But really, it's another dimension of existence that's all around us. So I think Mm -hmm. when you see these UFOs, they materialize and they dematerialize and they're oftentimes orbs of light. I think and the fact that they're flying all around at these high rates of speed, I think, is because they are interdimensional. They're literally moving in between the dimensions. And that's what allows them to essentially appear in front of our eyes and then vanish. Yeah, that's the only
0: thing that makes sense unless they literally become invisible at Mm -hmm. certain points, they're able to do that, which that's possible too.
1: Well, and then there's, you know, then there's Dr. Guru who taps in the spiritual side of things. And, you know, through CE five meditation, you can actually sort of conjure these UFOs and beings on command using his protocols. And what's interesting is Tom DeLonge also knows about this. And he claims that another UFOlogist, uh, Jacques Vallehi, he are, I probably said that wrong, <laughs> Valet, he brought an experiencer, a CE5 experiencer to the Pentagon who was actually able to make a UFO appear on command. And I always wondered who that person is. I wonder if it was Dr. Greer, but Dr. Greer's never confirmed that it was him. Mm-hmm. But Tom said that the orbs that appear when you do the CE5 meditation are these little machines drones or whatever that just sit there and wait for somebody to do that meditation protocol and then it senses the frequency of somebody wanting to see it and then it decloaks itself for people to see and he also said he doesn't recommend summoning these orbs because then it goes back to the whole mm-hmm. demon thing you know like mm-hmm. what what are you actually conjuring what are you actually communicating with is it peaceful, there is some dark shit out peaceful there. alien or are you communicating mm-hmm. with something that's just masking itself as something yeah. peaceful when in fact that's why it's that beat.
0: whole world just freaks me out. I've heard too many stories.
1: Right. And then that kind of leads you to sort of the last hypothesis of, you know, is this potentially, you know, the aliens that we're always talking about and wondering about, are they us? Are yeah. they just future humans? Yeah. Coming back to observe the past
0: and that's always been a theory that you've seemed to align with a bit more
1: yeah well i think when you really dive into time travel and you really look at the the science behind it and you look at what stephen hawking was working on and albert einstein and i mean they basically prove that theoretically time travel is possible there is a way to achieve it it's Mm -hmm. right now we don't know how to do it because it involves you know singularity in a black hole in order to in order it's possible
0: to. they know how to do it, certain people. I mean, right. I think CERN knows a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I would yeah. not be surprised if they already understand that. Yeah. Or are already doing it.
1: It's very true. They could be. But there is this professor from Montana. I think we've mentioned him on the show before, and he actually wrote a whole book about this theory. Uh, Michael Masters is his name. He's a professor of biological anthropology at Montana Technological University. And he presented this idea in his book, and he actually dubs these visitors who are piloting these UFOs uh, from the distant future as extra-tempestrials, noting that close encounter reports typically describe these interdimensional beings as hairless, bipedal, human-esque beings with large eyes, large brains, small noses, and small mouths. He also states that these creatures are also often said to have the ability to communicate with us in our own languages and technologies that while far advanced seem to be built upon the technological prowess of today's times i think it's very possible that these ufos you know the more we study them and and maybe even the government already knows that or is already working with time travelers from a future timeline i mean it seems very possible we know it's possible to time travel maybe like you said the technology already exists and that's in fact what we're dealing with is future versions of us humans thousand two thousand three thousand years into the future coming back to observe us and also helping you know the whole idea of shutting down nuclear Mm -hmm. you know launches and things like that is because they're here to prevent us from destroying things and preventing the future from playing out at all i mean i think that theory makes
0: a lot of sense but you could also look at it that it's a extraterrestrial force that doesn't want us to blow ourselves up either either. either maybe they don't know the future but they can just see how things are fucking going right you know just by looking at our asses
1: but they're all really compelling theories yeah, so
0: they really are
1: but i i think that's where we'll end it today well
0: yeah that was a lot of information it was god <laughs> we want to know what you guys think it. about the recent document drop and if you check out comment? dr greer's latest documentary what you think about it personally we'd love to hear your thoughts whether you agree with him or not it just gets your brain going
1: yeah and i mean there is a lot of truth to it too i'm not saying it's all no you know bullshit Peter or something questioning. But it's, you it's always question good
0: it. with this type of stuff you have to question people because there is so much just incorrect information right. well, misleading like, things like stuff that's said, straight up made up
1: charlatans out there yeah. that claim mm-hmm. to know things claim to be right. in contact with certain alien groups and whatnot mm-hmm. and so, so you gotta
0: be careful you do and i agree i don't think uh, yeah, I'm just still mixed on Dr. Greer. I'm like 75% there, but like there's a big chunk of me that questions a lot of what he says, um, just because he speaks with such confidence about things that he doesn't have evidence to back it up for. But that's just my thoughts. I'd love to hear your guys's thoughts.
1: Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Let us know uh, what you think of these different theories, which one makes the most sense to you out of the ones we discussed today. hmm. And we'll have to do more of this in the future. Obviously, I love this topic so much. Yeah, so there's so much more to, to tackle with UFOs and the alien questions. So we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode there. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on all platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. And we will see you guys
0: next week. But until then, take your mind a mile higher.